Joining us on the line is Fina Scropo. Fina, uh, good morning. How are you holding up in COVID-19? Good morning. I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm doing well. You know, the shopping experience isn't so well yet. Um, I don't I don't love wearing a mask, but, you know, <laughs> it's necessary and we do it. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're getting creative in the kitchen. We're getting creative at home. It's all good. You have to get creative these days because uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, going to, to do your shop is such an ordeal now. You, you can't just daily drop in or stop by. You, you don't want to just stop by the grocery store on your way home like you, you, you would normally. And the other thing is, we, even when you get there, <laughs> there's stuff, stuff sold out. I know, I know. I have, to, I have to tell you, I'm missing my almost daily visits. You know, I like kind of popping in and grabbing what sort of inspiration comes to mind. And yeah, that experience is a little different. So it does take more planning. It does take a bit more preparation. It does take some organizing. The shopping experience sometimes can be a little bit intimidating because you're, you know, your cart or two are full yeah. and you're bringing home goodies. And so there's a, there is a bit of planning more so, I think, um, if you're not used to it. So, um, and then you get home and you use up something and you forget that you need it for something else right. or you didn't buy it and you run or you run out of it and you all of a sudden are stuck with finding something else to replace it with and you're kind of scratching your head. Yeah. And, so. and, and sometimes it's like some of the things that aren't available or, or in short supply are, are staples like flour and yeast and... A hundred percent, a hundred percent. People are baking more. People right. are cooking more, which is, you know, our, our great things are the benefits of that are wonderful, no matter mm -hmm. what you cook, really, right. because you're in the kitchen, you're experimenting. Maybe the kids are getting more involved. Maybe you're doing things you never had time for or never sort of put your head to. So I think that's all great. But yeah, there are ways to substitute. There are ways to get around this. And the nice thing is that, um, you know, there are guides to help us do that. But there are some basics that people can, you know, learn about, for example, People are missing their all-purpose flour for a lot of things, but, you know, they forget there's a whole bunch and a whole array of other flours that you can use. You can use whole wheat flours almost on a one-to-one -one sort of ratio. You can use things like spelt. Um, if there's a, a low-rise recipe, meaning that it can be gluten-free or if it's, a, if it's a, a snack cake that doesn't require a high rise, you could substitute with maybe something like oats <clears throat> where you pulse them in the food processor or you use a, a mix of rice flour and other things that may be more available. They might be in smaller quantities, but for the meantime, they can kind of, you know, fill that void until next week's shopping trip and, you know, you, you, you hope that you'll find what you need. But even um, if you're battering something, for example, something like a chickpea flour or a cornmeal or a corn flour could work nicely. Um, people even use, you know, for batters, things like um, crushed crackers or uh, pulsed nuts. And so there are different and creative ways. Um, you know, things like eggs, where you never thought at one time that something like an egg would be irreplaceable, are now, people are getting creative with that. So it might be using a vegan egg and, and people who cook uh, a vegan sort of cuisine have gotten really good at replacing these things. So mm. uh, a tablespoon, for example, of flax meal with three tablespoons of water, letting it sit and goop up is a good egg replacement. Um, same with chia, the same quantities for ground chia. People are even using mayonnaise because obviously mayonnaise as its base is using egg whites. Right. And if it's more like, if it's more of a, a breakfast food where 
they're doing a scramble, then tofu and, and, and seasoning tofu can give you the same texture. And it depends on the taste, but you can, you can season it up to make it look or make it seem um, and taste like, like eggs. And then, you know, we've got yeast. <laughs> that seems to be a really hot commodity. Yeah, Are you making bread yet, John? <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so... There are recipes to make quick bread, so it doesn't require sort of a high, you know, a high rise or yeast that's a little bit more finicky. So for quick breads, of course, we can use baking powder. Um, some people are using, in place of active dry yeast, um, a mix of baking soda and lemon, uh, lemon juice, that is, or buttermilk, um, equaling up sort of the same quantities of yeast. Um, and so, or just finding recipes that, that that can take a baking soda or a baking powder mix, something that's a little bit easier to use, and people will have maybe some some stock of it, if you will. But um, uh, I, th- I know people are missing even things like, you know, their fresh greens and things. And really, we can lean on frozen for those. You know, if it's, if it's spinach, look in the frozen section because you've got cubes of, fin- of spinach already washed and cut and ready to go. The same with kale. Um, there are things. And then, and then, of course, if you do find an abundance of them, what people are doing to hopefully safeguard for in the event that things are missing the week after is giving them sort of a, a boil, a parch, if you will, and uh, freezing sort of a, a second or a portion of it. So that's a good way to always have greens available and ready to go, whether you're throwing them in a stir fry or a soup or anything like that. And then, you know, of course, there are things that come out of the pantry, which, you know, I'm a big fan of using up our pantry. So things like fresh tomatoes, for example, you could replace with sun-dried tomatoes or canned tomatoes or tomato paste. There's a, there's a different sort of variety of, of canned tomato um, products that can give you the flavor of tomatoes. You're not going to get, you know, you're not going to throw them in a salad like this, but, you know, you're going to compromise in different ways. And so um, I think the big one for some people is even meat because, you know, maybe we don't have enough room in the freezer to stock up on meat or maybe we've used up that hamburger meat. What do we do now? And um, and, and there are ways. I mean, we can lean on uh, plant-based products to kind of give us that meaty taste. You know, I love portobello mushrooms or even cremini mushrooms and using them to replace um, a stir-fry uh, hamburger meat. Um, beans do a good job of, of ground being ground up and, and being tossed into something like that. Even lentils and walnuts people are using for like a taco mix or a bolognese sauce um, or walnuts to kind of mimic sort of that texture of, of having a meat replacement in there. And even jackfruit, you know, you can buy that can now and sometimes it's even being seasoned for you in a sort of a, a shelf-stable uh, product that people are using as a stir-fry or pulled pork. So there's, there's lots of ways of really working around it. And you just got to u- use your creativity and experiment a little bit. You know, people have already done some of the experimenting for us, which is really nice. So, you know, some of these things are available as inspirations online. But, um, yeah, I encourage people to, to check it out. Um, even things like breadcrumbs. You know, as I said, you can pulse all kinds of things like cereal, like crackers. I use personally oats soaked in milk to put in my meatballs, and I actually prefer it over breadcrumbs. Mm. It makes things taste, yeah, it, it, things get very moist and, and it picks up the flavors of other things. And you know what? 
in some cases, we're actually adding more nutrition to things. Like think about oats and, and their cholesterol, you know, lowering yeah. property and their fiber that they're adding. So sometimes, you know what? A swap is, is a healthier thing it's to true. include in your cooking. It's yeah. true, especially when we think we are creatures of habit, but right now we are, are being uh, shaken up a little bit of what we can normally be used to doing. So having people like you to be able to come on and tell us those substitutes and and know that it's okay to experiment because sometimes we don't want to, you know, ruin the food that we do have. 100%. And people are a little bit, you know, uh, intimidated by it. But there's a way. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's just a little bit of an experiment. And, and the good thing is we've got some, some t- for some of us, we have some time to do that now. So I, I encourage people to get in there and do some swapping and, and, and see what happens. Um, there's lots of different different ideas, and, and I will be posting some of those things on my newsletter coming up. So if people are interested in learning more about um, what swaps to do and to use, uh, then I will definitely be um, including those in, the, in my, my upcoming newsletter. I'm, I certainly subscribe to the newsletter. If you haven't, where do folks do go to get do this? You can go right to your website, yeah, right? So- yeah, thank you. Um, people can go to my website at thehealthyitalian.ca where I do post um, some updates on the newsletter and some other recipes that maybe they'd like to try out. Fina Scropo is the Healthy awesome. Italian. Thank, thank you, you so much for joining us on Talk of the Town. Thanks so much, guys, and happy shopping.